0: Go ahead,
1: please. I make this confession of my own free will because it is true. There has not been any force or violence used upon my person to induce me to make these statements. Without promise of immunity or reward or gratuity, I confess.
0: You understand that your statement will be made public through the radio program Confession? I do. And your name for the purpose of this broadcast will be Esther Phillips. Yes,
1: I understand. I, I want to tell the whole story.
0: I'll lean forward a little more, please. Uh, Esther, talk right um, into the microphone. Yes.
1: Yes. I, I I want to tell it all. The whole story.
0: All right. Would you go ahead, please? Yes.
1: Um. Well, I guess it was a funny thing. I mean, the way we met. You see, Johnny was wanted by the police when I met him. Well, I didn't know it then. But after I found out, it was too late. Because by that time, I was in love with him.
0: You mean John Tyler?
1: Yes, Johnny Tyler, that's right. Well, I wouldn't have left my husband on my own. I guess I would have thought it wasn't respectable. Even though he was so dull and... Well... Boring. <clears throat> but, um, when I met Johnny, he was he was so different. It was exciting, kind of. And I guess the decision was made for me. It was like I had nothing to do with it at all. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly how did you meet him?
1: At the races. I used to go to the races quite a bit in Chicago, Washington Park, Arlington. I used to lose a lot of money there. Well, what I mean is I I couldn't stand to just sit home and just sit there all day long, not doing anything. It just got boring for me.
0: Did uh, your husband know you went to the races?
1: Oh, I guess he knew. I don't know. He never said anything.
0: What about the money you lost?
1: I told him I spent it. He never used to ask any more questions if I sounded mad enough.
0: You met Johnny at the races?
1: That's right. It was the last race at Arlington. I was tearing up my ticket. You know, the ticket you get when you're back, you know, there's one. I I didn't even notice him standing
2: there beside me at the rail. Great luck, huh? That's 100 bucks I dropped. I see you got taken, too. Me? Mm Mm-hmm. How much did you lose?
1: $5.
2: Oh, Oh, that's not so bad. One hundred bucks. Talk about the breaks, huh? Uh-huh. Say, I hope you don't mind me saying this. Why? Well, I've been kind of watching you all afternoon. <laughs> I mean, you know, because you seem so interesting. I'm the kind of person to get to know. <laughs> Look... <laughs> I guess I'm saying all the wrong things, but what I mean to say is that all afternoon I wanted to meet you. That's mean. Right. Well,
1: I, I... I gotta
2: get home. Come on, now, wait a second.
1: Yeah?
2: Look... You got off the bus at the corner over there around 1 o'clock. You were all alone.
1: Yeah?
2: Well, I saw you, and the minute I saw you, I made up my mind I was going to get to know you. So I planted myself here, and I bet on the same horse as you did, and <laughs> kind of corny, huh? <laughs>
1: well.
2: Look, do you have to take the bus back?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Can I give you a lift?
1: No, no, I, I guess not.
2: Oh, come on, I'm harmless. I'll drop you right off at your door. You don't even ever have to see me again if you don't want to.
1: I don't don't think I'd better.
2: I insist. Come on.
1: We got through the crowd to the parking lot. He had a convertible. It was a nice day, and he put the top down. He didn't say anything for a while. When we pulled up at a stoplight, he looked down at my hand.
2: Nice wedding ring. Thanks. Any children? No. Uh-huh. Say, uh... You happen to have the time?
1: Uh, it's, uh, five o'clock.
2: Thanks. You know a good place I can get some food? I haven't had lunch yet.
1: Well, there are lots of places in the loop.
2: Well, just a sandwich. I eat dinner late. Well, there are
1: lots of good places.
2: Hey, that's a nice-looking place, huh? Clean-looking. You in a big hurry? Me? Yeah, I thought you might join me in a cup of coffee or something to get home on.
1: Oh, gee, I don't know. I've got to get back. Got cooking dinner.
2: Oh, no, it'll just take a few minutes. Don't worry, I'll get you home on time.
1: He got out of the car and came around and opened the door for me. I looked at him for the first time. Really, he was good looking, real good looking. Dressed nice, and he didn't talk like he was fresh or anything. Just as if we were good friends. I don't know. It's it's hard now when I think back to know what happened, really. Maybe it was the way he treated me. Like I was somebody important to him, not just like a cook and And dishwasher. For instance, he opened the, the car door for me. He opened the door of the restaurant for me. And when we sat down, he helped me with my chair. He ordered coffee for me and some orange juice and ham and eggs for himself. He asked me some more questions, questions about myself. Not nosy-like, just interested. And I started to talk. And once I started, I couldn't stop. I guess I must've needed somebody to talk to awful bad because I, I, I told him everything I hated about the seven years I'd been married.
2: Seven years.
1: Seven years, that's right. Seven
2: years. You know something? What? You know what I thought when I saw you standing there at the races? What? I thought you were a dancer. A dancer? That's right, some kind of a dancer. The way you were standing there, I don't know. Oh. Did you ever do any dancing?
1: Oh, when I was a kid in school, we used to have little plays. <laughs> I did some dancing at school.
2: I knew it. You mind if I ask a question?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
2: Why have you stuck it out so long?
1: With my husband?
2: Mm hmm. With that kind of life?
1: Well, I, I left him twice. Is that right? Mm hmm. Twice. Once we went up to Wisconsin, I said I wasn't going back with him. But you did? Yeah. I was lonely. He just looked up at me and said, don't be silly,
2: he said. Of course you're coming back.
1: And I did.
2: And the other time?
1: Well, the other time I went to an uncle's of mine in Duluth. But he has a big family, so I came back. When I walked into the house, George looked at me like he knew I'd be back all the time. He didn't say anything. He just helped me unpack. Someday, I'm telling you, he's going to get the surprise of his life. I'm going to go, and I'm never coming back. Never. Mm -mm. (laughs) i I I feel silly. Why? Oh, telling you all these things.
2: I know. Look, maybe it would help if I formally introduced myself. Maybe. Johnny Tyler is the name.
1: Who are you? Esther Phillips. That's funny. Why? Esther Phillips, I said.
2: Well, isn't that your name?
1: No, Esther Phillips isn't my name. Not now. That was my name before I got married.
2: (laughs) Oh, what do you say we just keep it like that? (sighs) Miss Phillips.
1: Before he dropped me downtown, he left me his phone number. Said to call. I did my shopping and came home. And the minute I walked into the door, I knew I couldn't stay. It was like I wasn't home at all. It was like a prison. And what right did George have keeping me in a prison? I had a right to be happy, just the same as anybody else had. I ran to the bedroom and packed up some of my clothes. I wrote George a little note saying that I was going, and this time I wasn't coming back. I didn't call Johnny, not right away. For about two hours, I wandered around. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't know where to go or, or, or what to do. And then I remembered Johnny's telephone number, so I called him. I thought maybe if you weren't busy tonight... Tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, tonight's kind of tied up. Oh. Well, never mind. No, no,
2: no, no. Wait a minute now. Don't be silly. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean busy, you know, like in work.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so.
2: Oh, good. Make it ten. Do you have my address? Uh,
1: just a phone number.
2: Well, it's the Barkworth Hotel near North Side. It's on Huron.
1: Ten o'clock, huh? Ten o'clock. Uh-huh. It was seven. I sat in the bar until nine thirty. I felt like I shouldn't have called him. But I had to. There was nobody else to call. And the more I waited, the more I wanted to see him. I wondered all about him, what he did. He was, I thought maybe he was a um, broker, what kind of a businessman. I took a bus to the hotel. At ten fifteen, I knocked at the door.
2: Well, hello again. Come on in. Thanks. Sit down. Let me fix you a drink.
1: No, 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 thanks. What's the trouble? I left him. I couldn't take it anymore. Honest, I, c- I just couldn't take it.
2: Oh, a drink will fix you up. I'll be right back. Just relax. That's the idea, huh?
1: I felt warm and good, like I hadn't felt for a long time. And I knew it right then. I had to be with Johnny. I had to. I, I-, I looked in my purse for a cigarette. I was a lot of cigarettes. I looked on the table. No cigarettes. I opened the coffee table drawer. I thought there might be cigarettes in there. But there weren't any cigarettes in the drawer. There was something else.
2: A gun. Here you are. This ought to fix What are you looking for?
1: Oh, uh, cigarettes, that's all.
2: Yeah? You should have asked me. I have cigarettes. Here.
1: Thanks. Keep it for protection?
2: That's right. I need it in my business. What's the matter? You don't look so good. It
1: just scared me, that's all. It just scared me. It's the first time I ever saw a gun up that close. Forget it. Come here. Johnny.
2: You're beautiful. Anybody ever tell you that?
1: A long time ago. Well,
2: I'm telling you now. Look, this is my last night in town. We really live it up. What do you say?
1: Last night in town?
2: Yeah, I got to keep traveling. That's how I make my living, traveling around. Why don't you come with me? What? Well, you're not going back there, are you?
1: I wouldn't go back there for a million dollars. Well? Johnny. What? You're in some kind of trouble, aren't you?
2: You want to come or don't you?
1: Yes, Johnny, I do want to come. I really want to. Very much.
3: You are listening to Confession before continuing with the documented record of the woman referred to as Esther Phillips, The National Broadcasting Company is honored to present Mr. Richard A. McGee, Director of Corrections, Department of Corrections, State of California. Mr. McGee. In our modern thinking, personal happiness has become a confused issue. Countless crimes are committed by foolish persons who believe that their rash acts will ultimately lead them to happiness. But I have seen too many thousands of men and women in our prisons unhappily regretting the stupid and thoughtless mistakes that placed them there. Their search for happiness was too often merely a reflection of vanity, greed, lust, and infantile frustration. The majority of these men and women in our penal institutions will assure you that no happiness of the moment can possibly last unless you achieve it with dignity, with respect for yourself as an individual, and without harm to others. Thank you, Mr. McGee. Now to continue with confession and the documented record of the woman referred to as Esther Phillips. All
0: right. You can continue now, Esther.
1: Well, we left Chicago that night.
0: You mean you and Johnny?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in I don't know how long, I felt free. Funny thing was, I didn't feel ashamed of what I did. I didn't feel at all ashamed. I didn't care about Anything but just being happy. Just... just so I had a little fun out of life. We uh, drove a long time. Johnny didn't say anything. Finally, he lit a cigarette and started to tell me all about himself.
2: I've been in prison since I was a kid.
1: I don't want to know anything about...
2: I want you to know. Otherwise, it's no good. I've been in prisons all over the country. I was on parole. I jumped it. I'm on the run. Well?
1: Well, what?
2: You want me to take you home? No. Scared of me?
1: Oh, I could never be scared of you, no matter what you did.
2: (laughs) You're quite a girl. Hmm. Where are we going? St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Los Angeles, all points west. Oh,
1: I've never been west.
2: You got any idea how much money I've got? I told you
1: I didn't
2: care. I know you don't care, but I care. I got exactly $5 in change. I've got some money. How much? About $5. Oh, you're wonderful, you know that? (laughs) Look, honey, I got to have money, not small change. Money. Five, six hundred bucks.
1: Why all that money?
2: Because I need it, that's why. Hey, how far to St. Louis? There's a sign. Oh,
1: gee, I couldn't see it very well.
2: Oh, it can't be far. All right, we'll get into a town, get a place to stay, and I'll pick up some money.
1: Now, don't get in any more trouble, Johnny, please.
2: Now, what is this, a lecture tour?
1: I just don't want to see you get in any more trouble.
2: You let me worry about that, huh? You know, you're a very pretty company. Very pretty. And that's
1: how it began. We drifted across the country. I don't know how many robberies. I lost track. I would wait outside, and he'd go in, get the money. And then when he slammed the door and said, let's go, I'd start off. I got to be pretty good at spawning a police car a long ways off. I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it. I did it for Johnny. Because if I didn't, he wouldn't let me be with him anymore. We stayed in Las Vegas long enough for me to get a divorce. And then Johnny and I got married. And then we went to California, San Bernardino, a store along the main street. We parked down about a block and walked back. with a liquor store. Johnny got an idea of the place, and we went back to the car. I drove up and parked in front of the liquor store, and Johnny went in. I saw him cover the gun with one hand and pointed at the old man behind the counter. I saw the old man get mad, then a shot. I felt sick. The old man fell over on the counter. Johnny came running out. He was white.
0: Get out
2: of here! Johnny, shut up! Just drive. You killed someone. Maybe, maybe not. I think I just winged him. There's a police car. Slow down. Oh, we needed to get picked up. He's turning off. Okay, let her go. Why are we? Why don't we what?
1: Well, you turned yourself in, man. Turn
2: myself in? What, are you crazy? I'm sick. I'm sick. Well, be sick, but keep quiet. You're enough to drive a guy wacky. Well, what are we going to do? We've got to get rid of the car. That's the first thing. Anyone spotted us to be looking for this car all over California. i tell you what, we'll get rid of it along the road. We'll hitch to the next town. <laughs> now what's the matter with you? I told you, you
1: I'm there.
2: Oh, I must have been crazy to bring you along. Crazy. I
1: can't
2: help it. All right, all right. Take it easy. There's a place. Pull over. They'll find the car. Will you quit arguing with me? Pull over. What do we do now? Get rid of fingerprints.
1: We walked to the next town where we got a bus to Los Angeles. We stayed in Los Angeles a couple of weeks in a terrible place downtown. One day, I came home, I opened the door, and went in. Right away, I knew something was wrong. Johnny? Johnny, you home? Johnny? Mrs. Tyler? Oh.
4: Don't be frightened, Mrs. Oh. Tyler. We're from the police department. Put your purse on the table. Now, where is he?
1: Where's who? Well,
4: let's not play games. Where is he?
1: Johnny? Well, I don't know. Why should I know? I just came home. What do you want him for?
4: sordid crimes. You want to tell us about what happened in San Bernardino?
1: San Bernardino? You must have... you must have the wrong party.
4: Cork lived. Identified him. What's your name?
1: Esther Tyler.
4: What was your single name?
1: Esther Tyler is my name.
4: You ever been in trouble?
1: No. No, I... never was in trouble my whole life. Mm
4: Mm-hmm. Now, assuming you haven't been in trouble before, Mrs. Tyler... I haven't. Well, you'll get off with a pretty light sentence if you tell us about him. We know most of it anyhow.
1: Johnny, stay away, Johnny! Run, Johnny, run! Get after him! Run, Johnny, run! That's
4: not going to do your case any good, Mrs. Tyler. He's got pretty sharp ears. I didn't hear that front door open.
1: You won't get him.
4: I think we will. Come on, Mrs. Tyler. Let's go.
1: They locked me up. I'd never been locked up before, but I didn't care. Only thing I thought about was Johnny. They got him the next day. I was sentenced from one to five years. And they sentenced Johnny five to life. I served two years and I got out on parole. Because I was his wife, the warden and my parole officer gave me special permission to visit Johnny. I rented a little place near the prison and I went to work as a waitress. One day, I came to visit Johnny, and he seemed to be real nervous.
2: I'm getting out of here. You gotta help.
1: Oh, don't do it, Johnny. Please, it's crazy. They'll kill you.
2: You win this or not?
1: You'll be out in a few years, Johnny, if you don't try. A few years?
2: The adult authority turned me down. Didn't even set my sentence. Don't
1: try it, Johnny. This is a maximum security prison. It's a maximum security... Now, listen to me.
2: You're the only one I can trust. The only one on the outside. I can't get through any other way. Why do you have to... Are you gonna do it, or aren't you? Don't
1: say it like that.
2: Now, look... A guy named Mitchell. Look him up at the Blue Fox Tavern. Give him 500 now and tell him to get more after. Tell him Monday night, 10 o'clock, after the count. West Wall. Well?
1: No. What? No, Johnny, I'm not going to do it. Well, you I little... I'll kill you, Johnny. I'd rather have you in here than dead. Oh, please, Johnny,
2: don't do it, please. You're a great little pal. You are. Uh... Go on, get out of
0: here.
1: I told myself I wouldn't, but on Monday night, I found myself walking near the prison outside the west wall. I just had to. I just had to be near him. I was hoping and praying he wouldn't try it. I I wanted to go to the police, to my parole officer. I wanted to tell somebody, but I couldn't. I couldn't do that. So I I I just waited. At a few minutes past 10, I heard a siren. He was going to do it. I held my breath and watched. I, I saw the lights moving across the walls. It was it was too dark to see anything else. And and then I saw somebody running along the wall, and the lights darted around and they picked him up. And he and he started to run. The lights followed him. I I, I could see them taking aim in the gun towers. Slumped down along the wall. But they didn't kill him. It's a miracle. I told them the truth about not helping Johnny. And they believed me. And they let me visit him in the prison hospital. Oh. Oh. Why did you try it, Johnny?
2: It's <laughs> a crazy question. I want to get out of here. I'm a lousy planner. Real lousy. Don't talk,
1: honey.
2: I want to. I want to talk. I got to thinking, how long? How much longer do I stay in here? 20 years, 40, how long? Drove me wacky. Thinking about all the time I'd have to be in here. They'll
1: set your sentence next time, Johnny. I
2: know they will. Oh, sure. After a try at the wall, they'll set my sentence sure. Honey, I'm in here for good. I'll never get out. I'll die in here.
1: Oh, you'll get out, Charlie. I'm going to write to the adult authority. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell them what kind of a person you are. <laughs> They've got no idea.
2: <laughs> oh, you're wonderful. You know that.
1: I love you, John. I like that.
2: You can say that any time you want to.
1: You better rest for a while now.
2: now listen. I don't want you hanging around town like you did before. You understand? I want you to get away from here and forget me. Go someplace, huh? Someplace nice. I don't want to go
1: any <laughs> I want to be here with you, and I want to be able to see you every chance I get. What
2: kind of a life is that? you do as I say. You get away from here. I
1: couldn't, even if I wanted to. You see, Johnny, it won't be long. Get
2: this through your head, Esther. I'm in here for good.
1: I'm staying, Johnny. Listen to me! <laughs> no matter how long it takes, I'll be here. I'll be here. You You better get some rest.
3: You have just heard an actual confession. This case history of the woman referred to as Esther Phillips is a matter of documented record. To protect the legal rights of this girl, names and places were changed or deleted. Technical advice for confession comes from the office of the Director of Corrections, Department of Corrections, State of California. In a moment, you will again hear Esther Phillips.
0: The case of Esther Phillips is still pending before the Board of Trustees, California Institution for Women. Whether she'll be returned to prison for refusing to reveal her knowledge of John Tyler's plan for escape, or whether her parole will be extended has yet been undetermined. Now again, Esther Phillips.
1: like I told myself a hundred times, I don't know really what made me leave my husband and what made me fall for Johnny in the first place. I guess it was like they tell me. I wanted fun, whatever that means. I think I know where I went wrong. If I'd been smart, I'd have made him go back to where he broke his parole. And then we wouldn't be in prison. Yeah, that's right. We. Me and Johnny. Because while he's in there, so am I. He's got to do his time inside, and i got to do my time outside. Just a different kind of sentence, that's all.